Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Well, hello there. Welcome back to this episode. I mean, show, I mean, podcast here. I am the scum. (laughs) (laughs) What is, what did they say in that letter to Darla? I hate your stinking guts. (laughs) You are the scum. Love it. Yeah, that's that's all I mean. I'm a Siamese or one of the fucking little rascals. I don't know, girl. Oh, amen. Well, I am Simone the Ebony Enchantress, and this is the read. The Ebony Enchantress. <laughs> My fave. Uh, welcome back. Uh, so yeah, why don't you just segue me over into Black Excellence? Why don't you? That's where I was headed. That's right. Um, so I'm gonna just talk about all the fancy famous people that uh gave me Black Life. Uh, starting with season 13 drag race, drag race winner. I know it. I know it. <laughs> you did. You really did. You called it from I the noted. first episode. I know it. I <laughs> And listen, when it came down to that top four, I was like, if they give this to Gottmik, I won't be mad. I won't complain. I won't be mad. Yep. I will not complain because mm-hmm. I see it. I see it. First of all, the representation significant. Um, second of all, <laughs> every runway, every flawless, like all flawless of the time. <laughs> and I also love that Gottmik just like surprised himself in all of the like the little, little places that he felt like. Um, a little insecure yeah. or like, oh, I don't know if I'm funny or da, 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 and then come out and destroy the road. Right. Like, I just wouldn't have been mad at Mick uh, winning at all. And to be honest, if we can get into the reunion, I'm not the reunion. If we can get into the finale, I don't like the pairings that they gave us. I mean, because they know damn does. well everybody wanted to see it. <laughs> that everybody wanted to see Gottmik versus Simone. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody was thrilled, but I just, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, if, if Gottmik gets it, then it will be like a well deserved win and I won't be mad. But, you know, there was just one girl who had my heart above the I'm others sorry. from the very first moment. I'm talking about. The very beginning, yeah. the YouTube video, meet the season 13 queens. <laughs> when I saw that bitch with them big hoop earrings that were braids, that was this like giant perfect headdress, crown, wig. Pe- I was like, this is it. Give this her is the winner. To me. Like nearly every, if not every one of her looks was like an ode to black. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. 
Ugh, that fucking Timberland boot. Leave me alone. The whole damn dress was like a deconstructed Tim. I couldn't handle that shit at all. I said, this bitch is in a Tim. Like, you are. There was no choice. There was no other decision. So, to be able to watch that finale of Drag Race and see Jada Essence Hall and her Black Beauty. So good. (laughs) Crown Simone, the new Drag Race winner. And then Heidi. In closet, mm-hmm. who I also loved. Like Heidi was my favorite of last season. This is just funny, so festive, and just yeah, super lovable. Literally, Miss Congeniality. She crowned La La Ree. Yes, <laughs> and we watched it together. We did, <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> so I was sitting. It was me, you, and Jay, and me and Jay hadn't seen it, and you did. You're very good at keeping a secret thank you thank you i just let y'all talk child (laughs) when they did the whole little thing setting up the who's gonna win miss congeniality me and jay were like they're gonna give it to olivia because she smiles ear to ear and her smile's fucking flawless and she was like super sweet all season or whatever but they need to give it to la la re like we (laughs) jay was like i'm not even gonna watch (laughs) right jay literally got up and went to the kitchen (laughs) Like, I'm not even... She just knew. (laughs) And so we both sat there. You were so tight-lipped. And even (laughs) just your face was like, yep. Like, I honestly believed (laughs) just based on your reaction that we were right and Mm. Olivia won. So when they announced La La re-winning, I was so... It was just like my perfect little black finale. I mean, Olivia's black too, but like, I really thought that La La Reeb should have won Miss Congeniality specifically. Right. And I mean, look at what she wore for the fucking finale. It was just black on black on black on black on black. It was right. Her finale look was gorgeous. We won't talk about that bag situation again because we don't been, have to. It's been I want to, covered. but I'm not going to because this is called black excellence, right. not black mistakes. <laughs> so, like, it has been covered. We all understand, you know, that that was a right. swing We're and a miss. Forward. Right. Amen. But I just wanted to see the look on y'all faces when y'all realized that Lala got it. Because for me, that was the best surprise of the whole night. Really the only I loved that. major surprise of the whole night. Because I fully anticipated Simone winning. But I did Especially not Especially when it was it like... Lala. I was so happy. <laughs> when it was between... I'm not even gonna Candy's another you know and and shout out to the Bronx okay the Bronx is fucking here Bronx was top four at the finale and then that is something to celebrate and that is something to celebrate and Candy is a a queen with a very very bright future in which she will likely shit on Aja and Dahlia Sin (laughs) along the way and had her Dominican flag out y'all it was it was nice bitch that two-part Simone reveal. Oh, Me yeah. and Jade both were like, that reveal was a little early. Like, the outfit that she had on first was really cute. And then she, like, revealed the, like, sort of, like, gold number, I think it was. And we're like, oh, yes, of course, she looks flawless. Amazing. I love the wig. and Everything is great. But the reveal felt a little bit early. Yeah. You and then she had, like, a whole <laughs> fucking, like... Some kind of waterfall situation coming out of the top of her head with like gold braids coming down. I don't know what that was. I still don't know. What is, what's that shit called with where that like those buildings are like structures that's basically like a giant telescope that looks off into space? I have space? no idea what you're talking about. 
one of y'all do and you'll send it to us on Twitter and I won't respond. But here's the thing. It was like a spaceship came out of her <laughs> What a gorgeous way of describing it. <laughs> it was just great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good finale. Um, everybody looks nice. It was a very nice finale. Um... Congratulations also to Daniel Kaluuya, friend of the show. Oh, that's right. Congrats, Daniel. Academy Award winning friend of the show. <laughs> He'd be like, who them niggas? <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, he won uh, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. When most of us were like, he was the supporting role? <laughs> like, I saw a tweet that said, so who was the leading role <laughs> in Judas and the Black Messiah? And somebody said, racism. <laughs> Not racism. I think that's what the tweet was. I mean, I'm sure that is true, but technically, I think it was Lakeith. Um, well, he got his things. Well, Lakeith was nominated in that same one, I think. I feel like they were both nominated for that. Oh, right. Wasn't this part of Let like the Oscar drama? I didn't watch the show itself, so I have no idea, like... I didn't watch it either. I'm not. In fact, this is. It was like I think like a record low for their ratings, like 50 percent lower than last year or something. To be honest with you, I forgot about it. Yeah, Um, I wasn't really thinking about the Oscars. I completely forgot, but I did hear that. Like, apparently, he made a joke about his parents' sex life or something, and his mom was not pleased. (laughs) Of like not. during his speech, his mom was like, oh my not God. Here for You could have kept that part but, out, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, good for him. Academy Award winner and deserves. That was just a matter of time. Something. Yeah, he's so talented. Yeah, they both were nominated for supporting role. And I think her one, too. I saw a bunch of pictures of her at the Oscars and people mm-hmm. saying that she was like. And a princess. Yes. Aspect. Although, what movie, what song did she have a movie in? And how did I miss um, it? Is it Soul? <gasps> Was it Soul? I don't know, but Soul won Best Animated Feature Film. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I loved it. I loved Soul. I've watched Soul like did you? six or seven. I, oh man, friend, when I tell you, <laughs> probably. Is it going to be another I Cry Disney Pixar movie? Oh, definitely. But. It it just depends on like where you are in your life, Um, you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But if you are like struggling with feeling like, man, I don't know what my place is in the world. I don't know what I'm here to do. I feel like I'm just, you know, treading water here on planet Earth, and I'm not. Oh, duh. Her had the song for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Duh. Oh, duh. Fucking dumbasses. (laughs) Delete your show. Delete your podcast. Just remove it. Uh, But yeah, I I really, especially like the second and third viewings, I just like sat there and wept at soul. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I'm going to that. Yeah. Save it (laughs) for a day where you just want to sit and think. I have the energy. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And the fortitude. Exactly that. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which there's no way for me to say that without (laughs) smiling and for the wrong reason. (laughs) Um, but bit of an upset, you know, some people felt like they should have given it to Chadwick Boseman. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure. But they gave it to Anthony Hopkins. 
for best actor in a leading role. Right, right, right. I didn't see whatever movie Anthony Hopkins is in either, so. The Father. I have not even. Never even heard of that, child. <laughs> Literally the only one in the category I had not heard of. Child, the Oscars who? Do we even? <laughs> it happens every year. Like, I just feel so completely disconnected from movies, honestly. Like, I did not watch a lot of movies last year, so. And that's the thing is, like, a lot of them these days are shit that you can watch at home. <laughs> like, a lot of these are on, Nomadland is on and Hulu. Like, a lot of. I still did not. <laughs> Nomadland is in my motherfucking, um, watch, my watch list or whatever it's called because I love me some Frances McDormand. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize she was in that. Okay. Well, I might. She I won mean, for that. For don't that let role me lie. Too. I was about to say I might look at it, but you know, I got a lot of school to do, so I probably won't. Oh, and there's that, and that is that, <laughs> and that's right there. I'm for shit else, child. I'm exhausted. I have one more black excellence, and it's real quick. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Nigerian nightmare. Is that what they call him? Kamaru Usman. This man what is happened? the UFC welterweight champion, and he knocked Jorge Masvidal's ass out at. UFC two four six eight. Oh, like fighting. Who do we it's appreciate? A fighting thing. Yeah, okay. it was a UFC okay. fight, but this was like their first of all, these niggas have a history of hating each other. Secondly, they fought Fine. before and Kamara won, and so this was supposed to be like their rematch or whatever round two. Knock this man cold the Damn, fuck not out. Not round two. And Jorge's from Miami. Um, when I first got into UFC, like like as a dedicated fan, I slightly lived for him because I watched. I was on YouTube, like watching the most toxic, like out of ring fights. Of <laughs> like course, <mess>. you were. <laughs> and um, he was like in some video where he was fighting some nigga, like in the back of the arena somewhere in the middle of an interview. And I was like, "Who's that? He seems fun." And then I found <laughs> out he was from Miami, and I was like. Oh, yeah, like the, you know, Kimbo Slice backyard fighting crowd. I'm okay. into it. I'm into okay. it. I'm into it. Right. And then, of course, one day I thought to myself, oh, this is a Latino from Miami. Very likely Republican. <laughs> and, of course, boom, there it is. So I had no problem oh, with this wow. nigga, this Nigerian man beating his ass. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. Even though the fight did not last long, I feel no problems with the money I spent on it. Thank you for the entertainment, girls. Um, hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without 
knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So that's it for my Black Excellence this week. Let's do oof, some pop culture in our hot... <laughs> Don't sound so excited. No, so much fun. Oh my God. <laughs> so exciting. So many fun things to go over this week. I am sure, y'all. So this is Hot Tops. Don't trust the bee in apartment 23. <laughs> She's the worst one. Oh, I can... I think I can guess. Stands for bottom. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I have to figure out something else. Like the wells run dry. No, <laughs> like, what I, mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> I keep coming up with these dumbass names, and they and never I'm miss. Like, so no. none of them are going to be better Carry than <laughs> Sweeney Tots. <laughs> A demon bottom on Fleet Street. That is flawless. I did that one, and there, it's not gonna get better than that. Like it is, I it has never gonna get better than I that mean, one, and I have to accept it. I don't even really I'm remember trying. that one, but okay. I, well, I, I'll never forget it because the day that that shit came to me, I said, "There, God, let no one doubt your presence as well as your magnitude and your mercy, Father, because you, you did this on today." That was just so... It was right there. Okay, so... Shout out to the creator. Did you know that the girls are out here asking the um, IG folk to buy them tickets to Rolling Loud? What? Asking... It's not even a hot top, but it just came to mind. Which girls? The IG... Just random people? Yeah, the Ari girl, the real Kyle sister, was like... All right, this is a little little too deep in the shade. Come on now, because you know I don't know who that is. (laughs) Okay, so first up, let's talk about young Miami, Carisha Brownlee. She hates y'all. Her last name and... is Brownlee. That's so black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I love it. Um, So <laughs> she recently tweeted, I've been feeling violated every time a bitch see me in public that keep yelling, Carisha, stop doing that. I don't like that. <laughs> so people were like, Carisha, please. Right, of course. Like, <laughs> You can't tell the internet you don't like something. They're going to turn right around and do it, like, even more than they were before. Tenfold. Right. So, that's what they did. Okay. Um, in every way imaginable. Um, 
She later got on live, as she does quite often, and she talked about delusional people that would run up to her in the street and yell, Carisha. And she would turn around a bit, you know, thrown off because she assumes that this is somebody that knows her. Right. She's in Miami. She's from Miami. Mm-mm. People in Miami been calling her Carisha since she was born. Right. It's making sense so far. So it's kind of it awkward. Is. It's making sense. More, you know, no one gave a fuck. I don't know. Like, maybe I saw like one thing, like one tweet maybe where people were like, why can't y'all respect the fact that that girl don't want to be called that? Because like, they y'all just call don't. Cardi B, Cardi B. Y'all call SZA, SZA, and Doja Cat, Doja Cat. And somebody said, nobody is going to say Cardi B, Belkalee's Alam Anzar, or whatever her name is, without floating afterwards. <laughs> you know how they say her name is like a spell, which right. is like low-key racist. <laughs> right, but, that don't sound all the way together, but like... You don't have to do the first and last either. Y'all just don't care. It's funny because people it's like do a, call her by her real right. name. Right. <laughs> it's it's more of a meme situation. It's that whole uh, what's his name? That boy who keep getting the procedures. What's his name? Saucy Santana. They um you <laughs> ever since he started doing that Carisha please shit and all the clips start going viral and niggas use it as reactions and all that shit. That is the only reason y'all do it. It is. <laughs> But this happens to famous people all the time. I remember Pink saying that she went through a a phase where fans were like just constantly yelling Alicia at her in the street. And she always thought it was somebody who actually knew her. Bitch, I remember when this was me. Oh, my God. man, Isn't that the worst? Like, Do you not remember when a bitch was like, shout me out on the read. Otherwise, I will leak your real name <laughs> to the press. You don't remember that? This was like year one of the show, maybe. But oh, somebody no. literally sent me like a photo. <laughs> I will never forget this because it was one of the most absurd things that I've ever experienced. But it was like a thing. Like someone literally made like a ransom note style message. Shut up. You don't remember this? <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed since then. <laughs> oh, true. But... <laughs> They were like, if you don't give me a shout out, I'm going to tell everyone what your real name was. And then I got on the podcast and said my name myself. Oh, now I remember. Yes. Because I remember you being like, girl, fuck you. (laughs) Like, bitch, are you stupid? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, you psycho? Oh, my God. Yeah, people are deeply weird. You can never, ever, ever forget that. Like, even the people who listen to this show, some of them are deeply strange. (laughs) Yeah, but like this hasn't happened in forever, but... There used to be a time where, like, a lot of people, even when they would, like, meet me in person and be like, what's your real name? Like, can I know your real name? Even just meeting me in passing. And I just always wanted the fascination with it. Yeah. Um, But I never, like, I was at first very apprehensive with people knowing my name because of this reason. Not because it was even, like... An invasion of my privacy but right, if you call me my secret. name in person i'm gonna be like do i know you right and then it turns out i don't and that's strange yes. and uncomfortable you know what i mean but now i don't really give a fuck and if people um, thought about it if they thought i was just walking down the street like fixing to go to the kroger and somebody yeah. hollered out my name and they were talking to me and this is not yeah. a person i've ever met before in my life you're gonna have a lot of questions <laughs> like, yeah but people never want to like put themselves in other people's shoes so well, when I was reading about this, I was like, seeing Carisha, <laughs> I, feel I totally for it, feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, I do. Carisha. I feel for it. Like, as I continue to call her Carisha anyway. <laughs> I mean, calling her Carisha on a podcast is one thing. You wouldn't, like, go up to her in the club 
be like, yeah, no, I would not walk What's up, up bitch? and be like, hey, Carisha. <laughs> right. I probably wouldn't say anything, so to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> right. Unless I was like introduced, I would leave the girl alone. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I just found that story to be quite funny because it reminded me a lot of yeah i remember it now yeah and all that stuff now it's like whatever like if you call me greg when you see me in the street i'm just be like and i don't know you i'm gonna be like okay so okay. you're one of those <laughs> like, yeah like i automatically know something about you that isn't great so all right, phenomenal well, fun <laughs> you're one of those um oh i just switched tabs and lost it got so tired <laughs> oh no what is it <laughs> Oh, so Justin Bieber has dreads. No, he doesn't. And first of all, yeah, that's not what those are. Yeah, that isn't what those. Are. No, that is not what those are. Mm-hmm. Those are little yeah. shits <laughs> sprouting from his scalp. Those are not dreads. Please stop. <laughs> not only are they dreads, this is not the first time that he's had dreads. Apparently, <sighs> he wore dreads in 2016. And while I'm doing the read throwbacks, if he d- had dreads in 2016, we probably talked about it. But oh, I don't yeah. remember. We probably about did. It. You're right. But you know, a lot of weed since then. Um, but yeah, mom is on the gram. Oh, Christ. Looking like a stoner in a slasher movie from 2002. And I just would love to know why. I would, I just, I don't under. So. He looks so dirty. He just looks filthy. You have to. That's how it works. <laughs> There's no alternative. You can't be white and have dreads and not look dirty. Ugh. It doesn't work. Ugh. It is impossible. Like this hair. This is not dreads. I'm sorry. This is not. This looks like like somebody started a braid and then just started slathering glue onto it. And then they just let the bottom go. That's and then they did that randomly across his head. Like, I'm so t- uh, Justin Bieber. I know that he's like dead set on y'all taking him seriously as a as an R and B artist. He absolutely will be seen as <laughs> as black and nothing less. But but this just makes you look even yeah whiter than you already are. Right. This doesn't like. <clears throat> It's hideous. Like, it doesn't look good. And the thing is, like, I know his white friends live. Like, they probably have no issues. They think that he's so stylish and edgy. And then the black friends he has are either rich. And so they're not saying anything to this other rich Mm -hmm. kid who's going to do whatever he wants. They'll just talk about him in the group chat. And then the ones that aren't probably won't say anything to him just because they get... You know, they benefit from being Justin Bieber's friend. So it's like nobody but the internet is going to tell you. So, of course, he's been accused uh, of cultural appropriation. And, you know, his fans have even said, please educate yourself. You should not wear dreads. Oh, yeah. Such and such. He don't care. And it's like, (laughs) sure, look into this for the cultural appropriation side of it. Totes agree. Totes agree. But also look at it from the side of you just looked stupid. Yeah. Like everything isn't for you. Everything isn't for everybody. But I feel like nobody really needs to grasp onto that more than white people. Mm-mm. And it, it's got to start at some time. Like for Justin Bieber specifically, it almost felt like it was a matter of time. I was surprised today when I read that he wore 
dreads before, but again, I probably knew that. And it's one of the many things or many parts of my brain that have died. So what I have to say in today is like, sometimes you should just let black people have their things. Thank you. Our hair is different. Our hair is just naturally, biologically, usually fit to just have Mm -hmm. what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Like black people can dread their hair and it will look nice because that's the way it's our, our hair, hair is just up. superior sorry white people get their hair dreaded and it just looks like a cluster of of like border collie tails <laughs> like, <laughs> like a bunch of irish terriers some shit yeah like like something has been chewing at his hair like this is the work of a rodent this is not a professional or even like a deliberately crafted hairstyle and it's I mean, I I truly don't get it, but I just I'm looking at Justin Tim Justin Timberlake first of all. I do it all the time. <laughs> Feel nothing. I'm looking at this picture on Instagram, and Justin Timberlake is the top commenter, and of course he's co-signing this bullshit. So that's one thing. Of course he did. Mama had bleach blonde uh, cornrows right. with a Jewel Santana fucking <laughs> bandana wrapped around his face when I was like I don't a teenager. He definitely used to comb his hair out to try to make it look more froish. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but Justin Bieber has a tattoo of a bear and a lion on his chest. <laughs> it's like check. This is check. right with that with that check. with that cross and then random Roman numerals. I don't actually know. Maybe that's his birthday. I really don't know, but like I don't even He looks know. like when I worked at a, a convenience store, he looks like <laughs> these white boys who would be going to the lake for the day with their friends and they would come in with just shorts and flip-flops on, never a shirt, and always the feet were like crusty around the sides and then the bottom were a different color than the top of the foot. And they would always come in smelling real strange and buy like a bunch of 24 packs of Budweiser and some some packs of cigarettes. And then they would be gone. And Justin Bieber looks exactly like every single last one of them white trash motherfuckers that I saw growing up. At, like he would blend directly in with them people and not stand out at all. I just want to okay. It's time for some of our white list white listeners to come to the altar. Mm. Be t- I I know I know if not even <clears throat> one or two. Somebody listening to this motherfucker is white and either has or has had dreads. I don't want to know why. And it's just ugly, right? I'm not... Who told you that it looked good? Because they really lied. Like, they really, really lied. (laughs) And, like, in 2021 of God's things, you really were still like, I'm going to do it. You know know what I mean? Because he don't care. What y'all going to do? Type real fast and be real mad? And that's it. (laughs) Nothing is going to happen to him. So, of course, he's still going to do it. (laughs) It's like... So widely known to just be cringe <laughs> and ugly, and you don't especially care. to us. Yep. And you're so boldly trying to, or maybe you're not trying to sell to us, more so try to sell to your people like us. I guess that's what it is. That's what it is. But it's like you still in 2021 were like, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to be white and have dreads. And you oh, well. should have. And share it. And twice. share it with y'all. <laughs> and I'm going to show you. Ugh, but Not even keep it to myself. Please get Justin Bieber away from me. Like, please go somewhere and leave me alone. I'm ready for him to have his uh, white moment again like Miley Cyrus did where she decided to put all those nigger things away and get back to the white business that serves her best. I'm really ready for him to leave us alone. When the right deal is on the table, yeah. he is going to say, fuck all of you niggers. Yep. And in fact, hip hop is violent, <laughs> sexist trash. Yep. And I am about the blood of yes, the lamb. So and please hurry up and leave us alone. <laughs> all of that Afro-American jive turkey foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> Can't happen soon enough. <laughs> He's gonna say it in a TikTok while cutting the dreads off with some Fisher Price scissors. Fuck it. Anyways, white people with dreads, y'all look like Sonic and Knuckles. I don't like <laughs> you are a fool. <laughs> On another side of white nonsense, Caitlyn Jenner is running for the governor of California. <laughs> I mean, both of them. Um. Yeah, the big doll Caitlyn is running for the governor of California, and she means it. Mm -mm. And honestly, we can keep going if you want to. I just felt like it was too ridiculous not to mention, and I didn't really even read any details because God knows, you know, the headline alone is laughable. Yeah, Ma'am, what are you doing? You're not even remotely qualified to be the governor of California, although I know California that has not stopped y'all from electing governors before. So I get why you might see hmm, Elaine, like <laughs> it is possible for me to be governor with no experience and no qualifications and, you know, no good reason at all. Like it's possible, but that does not mean you ought to do it. And <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner just has to be prepared to be completely picked apart for every single piece of policy that she proposes and every opinion that she puts out there because they all go... <sighs> How do I say this? <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner, as, as a trans woman, her politics differs so greatly from, from those of most <laughs> trans people or queer people in general and especially in the state of California. And I just don't think... That I mean, she's running as a Republican, so there's no confusion there. She's not pretending to be a Democrat or liberal or anything like that. <clears throat> but I just feel like who, where, where is your audience? <laughs> who is your target? I, I, I mean, I'm sure there are also like some, there must be some other white trans people that are ridiculously Republican. I mean, yeah, but I they mean, are like, like greatly outnumbered. <laughs> Like if you, I mean, were, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you, but she must have like if she called a little, you know, thing, she probably have a nice mixer, uh, a solid fifteen. I expect two of them may be trans, and then the rest of them would be staff. <laughs> but I'm, just, like, I'm seeing the Republicans go, "What a trans woman! I can find Republican representation better than that." And then people on the left going, bitch, not you, not the bitch who got away with killing somebody trying to tell us about dangerous criminals being left out on the street. Like, I just don't. I see her getting dragged from every direction. So why are you doing this? It's just like, well, I'm still white, hun. Right. And I've been soaking up that white privilege all my life, And it's girl. not going anywhere, <laughs> sister. 
Well, I mean, I guess, but yeah, yeah, no, I, people are going to say transphobic things about her and that is wrong, but the rest of it, y'all can have at it. Drag that bitch, tear her apart. <laughs> the worst possible, like, no, ooh, let me not say that because somebody worse will pop up, but yes, a truly terrible option for governor of California. So please. And like, should we just start voting for our government officials on like a Ryan Seacrest app or something? Like what? What is that? What are we to be done? <laughs> I pray not. I truly hope not. I get that there what, are people in California who don't like Gavin Newsom and they are dissatisfied with the job he's done. I don't live in California, so I'm gonna let y'all have that debate. Yeah, but there's no way that Caitlyn Jenner is a better option. That, that I, I know for sure. Either. Right. That I know for sure. So, you ain't going so. <laughs> right. You ain't going to lie to me, Chile. So, all right. Y'all figure it out. Well, someone might also be running uh, alongside. Well, it couldn't be because this nigga is from fucking Atlanta. But Waka Flocka apparently received a Lifetime Achievement Award of some sort from Donald Trump on April 16th. What? Yeah. He was all photographed. With his, is it some sort of a humanitarian award? What is it? The irony of a humanitarian award coming from Donald Trump is not lost on me. What? Shout out to my president! Yeah. No, he did Mm. not. I'm trying to find, like, the official thing. But his caption says... Lifetime Achievement Award. I got to thank my pastor slash big sister, Apostle Dr. Bridget C. Uh Outlaw, for guiding me on this journey. God got us on. I'm just honored. Prayer emoji. Shout out to my president. Oh, wow. I guess he got whatever Deb got. Oh, that's right. Deb is a Trump supporter. Oh, okay. So that makes more sense now, I guess, but not really because Trump is still who he is so i just don't i mean i just you couldn't you can just a gift from trump an award for from dot what you can just put it in a basement somewhere or like burn it i'm sorry like, i'm like really i'm trying so hard to make sense out of this but i don't get it a, a presidential medal and certificate <laughs> for what does he Rob do says Wrap Up says Waka was honored for his humanitarianism and philanthropy as a volunteer for the Chicago nonprofit Daughter of Destiny, which is an outreach program that helps women by providing employment, food, housing, community, and inner healing. So he's in like the nonprofits, which is he? According to that. I mean, okay. I don't know if he's like actually. I mean, I hear about Waka doing like community stuff all of the time, but I just didn't expect for him to be like posted up with a Donald Trump award. Like, shout out to my president. So this really, so this is from before he got kicked out of office. Okay. Yeah, he cleared this before he So this is legitimately a presidential volunteer service. Wow, I'm disgusted. That's what they're saying. Why would Mm. you even accept that from Donald Trump? What is it about? Mm. I would love to ask Waka Flocka what it is about Donald Trump that he likes. <laughs> what did Trump do to make you say shout out to my president? I I truly want to know. What's so great? Is it the lower taxes? Because you are a volunteer for this women's organization. I guess some organization that helps women. And Donald Trump mm. is the opposite of like a good yeah. thing or, <laughs> or an assistive 
presence for women. Like he does the exact opposite of that. So how do your values and his align? I really want to know. I don't know. <laughs> this fl- I need to talk to whoever is in charge of this alleged women's organization. Like I have a lot of questions about this. The Lord kept me from this on purpose. I see this story came out on 420 and I had more important things to do that day. So, oh, we had very important so, things to do that day. Right. We'll talk about that. I didn't, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Ugh, I'm so tired of niggas, man. Really? Donald Trump, of all the fucking people? Hold on. Oh, Who is Dr. Joaquin James Malfers? I have no idea what you're talking about, man. The certificate. That's not a fictional character from an episode of Living Sing? I think that's his real name, but why does it say doctor? I know Waka Flocka do not have a doctorate. I know that. I Please. Is that his real name? It has to be, right? <laughs> I mean, it would make sense that it... Oh, yeah, there you go. Yikes. It, he don't have a PhD, please. Leave I never know. knew what his real name was. An honorary doctorate in philanthropy from the Bible Institute oh. of American Theological... So a bunch of bullshit. Word. <laughs> I'm into it. No, you oughtn't be. <laughs> <laughs> no, this nigga wore a cap and gown and everything. <laughs> of course, he's doctor. <laughs> Sounds like there's oh, some haterade no. on your side. Okay. I guess, you know, if that's what you want to call it, then that is exactly what I will be because (laughs) I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay. So we briefly spoke about Kalani, um, like play play coming out as a lesbian on her friends live where they were just, you know, talking shit with their friends and then the internet made it a huge deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for instance, maybe someone randomly after having lots of champagne wanting to tweet something inspirational and encouraging and something that would possibly have you consider um, sticking in there, head sticking into <laughs> what God's what got now? for you. All right. That's but instead it would be it. taken as something else and then drama. You know, I'm just saying random things. Yeah, these make sense. Um, so she did like a, I guess like an official thing on TikTok where she was like, yeah, I'm gay. But who cares? Because the video itself was cute for a completely different reason. A, Kehlani's cute. B, she was talking about how <laughs> like, she came out to her family or whatever and they you have to like find the video honestly i believe like she deleted the tiktok but i saw the video anyway i'm sure you can find it um it's really adorable (laughs) and i can't like recreate its magic (laughs) but she like she basically like when she came out and she was like i finally know that i'm like gay (laughs) it was like her whole family were like duh bitch we already knew that like tell us something she doesn't know and how she essentially wanted for them to like fall out and be like, oh my gosh, we support you. We didn't see this coming. So cute. And that everybody knew she was gay but her. <laughs> and it was like, it was really cute. Um, but I love this for her. I am living for the baggy and the fitteds. I am into 
it. L- leaning like, into it. it, okay? I love You know, I love me a fresh, oh. hard lesbian. I did see this video that you're talking about, and it is cute. Wasn't it cute? It is. And she is, yeah, she's really leaning into the it's dyke vibes over here. And, I mean, it's true that she has never, like, actually identified as a lesbian, at least not publicly, you know, with the right. rest of us, so... I think so many people were like, oh, yeah, you queer, so you gay. Like, people just were like, yeah, yeah we know. Yeah, and, but this yeah. is different. This isn't saying, you know, it's all over the place. This is saying girls. Actually, you just peeled it back. <laughs> like, Come on. you peeled it back for me in a bit because it's like, yeah, bitch, I have been identifying as how I identify or whatever, and now <laughs> I'm here. And y'all have been basically just essentially saying, we were waiting for you <laughs> to cut out all of that phasey bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and just say gay. Like, a part of... There's a discussion to have there. Yeah, but, there definitely is. But, I, you know, good for her that she's like, just to be super clear, <laughs> it's yeah, about the hun. girls over here. <laughs> Which, just so yeah, you know, hun, we expect Don't let the cute baby fool you. And we are... Right. We are so happy for you, sister. She just had a birthday. And so, you know, she's... Oh, yes, it she did. looks like she's... Uh, you know, in that place in life where a bunch of things start to sh- come together and shift and make sense for you. So I'm excited for, uh, honestly, whatever music she's coming out with next. Because I saw another clip of her rehearsing some song and the audio was muted. So you couldn't see what song it was. But just based off of the choreography alone, I was like, oh, OK. So we mm-hmm. really we really in dyke mode now. Like we really I this is what we're finna do. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the all the baby gays are about to lose their minds. So I'm happy for her. Good for her. I love a hard <laughs> I know you moment. do. I, know I just you do. love I just do. And lesbians love me. They do. Which is the thing. And you know, like I don't know if it's like more of a white gay thing. Like white gays like have a basically like a meme where they don't like lesbians and lesbians don't like them. And I don't know. I if cannot that's the relate. Same. It's like a Will and Grace ass old ass gay oh. shit that I've always heard white gays like joke about. That like I feel like we don't do that. We really don't. No, because I love me <laughs> some gay women. And they are always ever so nice to me. Yeah, I love gay niggas. I just can't be in the club with y'all for too long. My head will start to hurt. And you know what? <laughs> I but <laughs> but yeah. you know, other than that, we can definitely have a brunch, and I'll leave before everybody's unlimited drinks start kicking in, and 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 have a good time. Mm. I do. Like literally, you're at brunch with Crystal and whoever the fuck else. <laughs> Everyone has their terrible food and their amazing drinks. <laughs> Worst food and then Bellinis. <laughs> you blink, the check is paid for. And I'm gone. And Crystal is in her bed. <laughs> like, literally, you like smack your teeth. <laughs> and the bill has been paid for by Crystal oh, yeah, West. I paid it. You call so her to see if she's like, in the bathroom. No. And the bitch is in bed. I'm on the West Side Highway <laughs> heading to Harlem. <laughs> I don't know what you hoes are talking about. Brunch is over. Y'all have fun at the after party and the after after party. You know, I had a good time. Now I'm going home. Back to my books. And literally we'll be like, oh, yeah, girl, we finna go be gay. Oh, or okay, yeah. You should come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl, when's the last time? And Chris will be, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Let me I'm calling an Uber right yes. now. Yeah, we go. Then going. you look to your left and back over to your right. Crickets. The bitch She's has missing. Vanished. That's right. She is at home. I am who I am. Um, baby blue of uh R and B rap nigga Miami group Pretty Ricky uh was shot recently what? in a robbery gone wrong. Yeah, and he. I think he might still be in ICU. It was looking really bad. Um, Damn. Apparently, he had a bullet that pierced his lung um, and it was like stuck in his back or something like that. Yikes. Um, he was able to tweet, thank you everyone for your thoughts and prayers. I'm still in ICU, but I'm on the road to recovery. That wasn't meant to be funny. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> The bullet traveled through my lounges, is in stuck in my back. I have to learn to breathe and walk again. I have a great medical team here at the hospital. Oh God got God. me love blue. So it seems like he's recovering and in decent enough spirits. And of course, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Miami Ratchet if there wasn't more. And apparently, is this oh, the shade room just calls her his boo. So I'm guessing this is just a, a girlfriend. girlfriend, right? And that might be a strong word. And she, <laughs> she's by his side while he's um in his hospital bed. But the photo <laughs> I gotta find it now. Baby blue shot lungs. Why would you Google that? And why is it exactly what came up? Why is it the it's right here? There's excellent Googling. <laughs> Killed it. Oh, no. Poor choice of words. I saw that he was in the ICU, but I just figured it was COVID. No, he got shot. I had no idea he got shot. Yikes. So, his girlfriend, like, posted a photo, by, like, at his bedside or whatever you'd like to call it. But she's, like, stretched out in this sultry pose, <laughs> showing off, like... A beautifully tight-fitted dress. It's got some sort of a print on it. Looks like it might be like a Nike sports dress. I don't know if it's custom or if the girls actually sell that. I don't... She looks gorgeous. But like... But why? She's taking up 75% of the <laughs> photograph. And then you see this nigga's head with the tubes in his nose off in the like... <laughs> the left corner somewhere it was just like girl ma'am where did she this is this <laughs> i guess she put on her instagram oh okay yeah red spice red spice is her name and her boyfriend is baby blue i didn't even <laughs> oh wow oh i i dislike the name but okay cute. so i guess the baby name is gonna be lavender wait not this bitch got she posted a picture of a sausage muffin, a hash brown, and some Plan B. Talk about breakfast in bed. <laughs> I hate it here. I don't want to be her anymore. I just don't. Wait, I, don't. I just I saw just, this I picture. Can't. This nigga looks like he is two shakes from death. And she is in a body con. She is at all-star. Like, this... Ma'am. Man, I guess she was trying to be like, he's gonna... Look... He got a bad bitch at his side. I mean, maybe that was the the motive. But anything <laughs> negative y'all want to be a part of, have an opinion and comment on that shit is whack. But you, 
you, <laughs> but you posted this. Like we didn't ask, we didn't ask for this. It's a great shot. You look, um, you look amazing straight out of um, a animated movie, but it's the pose. Yeah. It's like, it's real OnlyFans ish. Like this man is not in the <laughs> hospital. The pose could have had like less intent to be sexy and you would have still probably been sexy while I don't know, but it's, it made me laugh and I'm happy he's not dead. So, you know, what there you go he also said i'm basically on a bunch of machines hospital keeping me alive at this point but i improve the more i fight so let's make a deal <laughs> make a you making a deal with us let's, and not god yeah mm-hmm. oh all right i'll fight as hard as i can and beat this if y'all promise to make me one of the biggest rap artists in the world that's all i want deal oh now, previously, you said that God got you, right? Right. And we're going so to I don't understand go back to God with that one. Why we have to... <gasps> mm. How do we know you... <laughs> that... uh... <laughs> um, so, I don't want to say nothing, you know, mean. Because the man <laughs> is, is fighting for his life. He literally is. So, let's... Yeah. So I'm trying to keep it real cute, but like of the niggas I remember from Pretty Ricky, like you don't even you don't even register from like that already distant foggy memory that I have that of the group itself. So like the only reason I guess I I'm from there. So I, I am unable to to make you the biggest rapper in the world. And honestly, your fans are also incapable. They would have done it by now if they that. could. Yeah. So I really think you're going to have to take that back to Jesus or whoever you negotiate with. All it takes with. is one song, especially in the TikTok age, Baby Blue Woe. So don't quit. <laughs> no, don't no, you, give up. you keep going and you continue to strive for greatness. But I just. But promises. I don't like to I lie. Can't. I don't. I don't like to lie. Make a promise and I, I can't keep. <laughs> and I haven't ever heard your music, but something tells me it's not for me. Like, I don't know that he likely does have solo music. Who doesn't? So, right. I don't, but I don't know. I'm what sure you put like. something out, but that don't mean I ever heard it or that I will Please go listen to it now. You just get out of the hospital. Yeah, you just focus on like, the cinnamon girls. Yeah, like, <laughs> you just focus on these cinnamon girls. <laughs> Three people know it that <laughs> And that's okay if you watched early Married to Medicine and you know exactly no what I'm talking that. about. Good luck, man. Yeah, good luck. I I do. Um, I hope you have a full recovery. Last but not least, Tyrese. Please. I saw his name and I just closed the computer. I didn't. I refused to look up what he actually said or did this time. (sighs) So he's got a new girlfriend and I'd heard talk about his latest relationship a bit i guess they've been instagram officials since sometime recently and are super in love with sharing that they're in love Mm, but over the weekend um tyrese's new girlfriend zeely zeely like keely but with a z it's spelled like seely but with a z instead of a c is that how you spell seely how you spell Seely? Which Seely? Like Nettie and Seely? Oh, oh, that's C E L I E. Yeah, it's spelled like Seely, but with a Z. But with a Z. Okay. 
Who is this? Girl, <laughs> this is Tyrese's girl. Okay, okay, okay. Right, 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 right. So she chose to share a moment with her boo. Oh my God. On her Instagram stories, where she literally has her legs up and he is oiling and shaving her puss for Instagram. Why? That is the question. I need answered. Poor K. What? So, I'm sorry. Are we getting, like, a pussy shot here? Is this, like, at the S? Of course not. Okay, no, of course not. But, like, her... It's, like, honestly, Mark Zuckerberg, in all fairness... (laughs) Shut this shit down! (laughs) Oh, my God, I just found the video. It looks very gynecologist. (laughs) Like... That's exactly what it's giving. But, like... Why would you ask... Or allow Tyrese to shave your pussy. That's her man. He probably does it all the time. It's probably not the first pussy shaved. I don't think I would trust Tyrese with a razor and, like, my clitoris. I don't think I would. I wouldn't <laughs> trust any nigga <laughs> with a razor and my clitoris. Right. Like, I'm. Th- can this girl not get waxed? What is... Is this, like, an intimacy-building activity for them? And if so... Is it easier? It must be easier if someone does it for you. Um, I wouldn't. But you can like go to a place, right? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was easier unless you have like mobility or reach issues. I think most of us are are capable, capable of, of of you know tightening that up ourselves. But you know, if this is something that they do because you know they just like it or whatever, then that's fine. I just don't understand why the rest of us were invited into it. Why on earth would you record this and then put it on Instagram for the world to see? Why does it look like they're by the elevator at Nordstrom? <laughs> and that's another thing. Is this in like a is this like a hotel room that they do it? I'm assuming in? it's like their bathroom or something like that. But it was just like, uh, why? I just don't understand. Like, it's very, you know, sweet, I guess, and erotic that your man does that for you. And then he probably eats it and then y'all have sex or whatever. But like why 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 do we need it yeah. to be there and and have to see <laughs> like, yeah i don't know why yeah that's the thing like if this is just something that y'all do together within your relationship and y'all just enjoy it then that's fine you know not yucking your yum or whatever but as so often is the case with these celebrities, I simply don't get why an invitation was extended to the world at large to I see will never... this type of shit. Why have we been brought into it? I will never, ever let go of my king, she captions the video. Oh, my God. How old is this girl? But does your man shave you, though? With the eye-rolling emotion. What I want? What I want him to? Yeah, that's a good question. Why would I want him to? This girl, she know. has to be in her 20s, right? There's no way. I don't know. How old is Tyrese? Like, <laughs> I feel like Tyrese 40? is older than me, right? But this girl, I don't know. It's just really, it's giving 27. I don't know how old the girlfriend is, but they shared this moment together, and I am not mad at them having you know this time together i just don't understand and i always i always think when like celebrity couples share this kind of shit like 
you're inevitably going to break up. And then there's always going to be, when you're in the next relationship, that video of your ex shaving your puss. Or that video of, you know, whatever. So I'm scrolling through her Instagram and this is, I mean, her job is to take pictures of her ass and like do Instagram live Q&As with her plastic surgeon. But man. To sell different you know, body tees and and fucking sex toys. And so, yeah, she is exactly who you think she is. I just don't get, again, like, not from neither one of you. I don't understand why she allowed, it looked like she's the one recording it. I don't understand why she recorded yeah. it. I don't understand why she posted I don't know why either one of them thought it was a good idea. Like, who who was this for? And then he went and was, like, singing... <laughs> like gospel <laughs> da, 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 on his face. Da, da. Oh, oh I, never mind. I thought you meant he like, was literally. singing it into her pussy. <laughs> no, like <laughs> later in this same like track or whatever, hilarious. he was like playing the piano with the uh, would have been undeniable. <laughs> it would have been way better. Now I kind of wish he did it, but <laughs> I just see him like humming the coke jingle <laughs> in between her pussy lips. <laughs> So, how many of y'all let your man shave your your downstairs portions? And what's giving? Is he good at it? Did you have to instruct him? Let's share. And share with who? No, don't share that with me. Share that with him and him alone. Do not tag me in your put it in her man. In your no, don't tag me in your tweets and your comments about how your niggas stripping you. R I S S. Don't forget that it's L E S. You are really not shit. Uh uh-uh, uh, leave me out of that, girls, because that's not my mission. That's not my portion. I don't do. Mm-mm, no, there's some things I can I would handle ask, all by myself. I would ask if you know, ladies have done the reverse for their man, but I feel like so many of y'all have done it because you needed to, and there was just so, no. so how many of y'all put a mask on and goggles before the pandemic <laughs> so that you could get down in that thicket your man calls pubic hair. It's starting. <laughs> Bitches already had a hazmat suit ready for the <laughs> pandemic because they bought Okay, you down there trying to <laughs> shape your man up, eyes is watering and shit. Yikes. Trying to get around the balls. Oh, no. There's like lots of guys that manscape, though. And, and more should. Yeah. And more should. Or, you know, at least wipe, wash. Um, no, that's basic. I'm talking about y'all be demanding bald pussies and then be looking and smelling the way you do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> What's good for the goose is good for the gander, nigga. That's it for the hot tops this week. It's time for letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them a lot on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Brianna, who says, I have a friend who is overwhelmed with a lot of things in his life. He's a single father and working three jobs to provide for his daughter. He is working so hard to provide for his family while taking care of bills and trying to date. But because he works so much, he doesn't have a lot of time to devote to his love life. So he ends up feeling lonely. Work also stresses him out. And he often complains about these issues. As his friend, I am more than open to hearing him out and trying to provide some advice. However, that usually leads nowhere. And he always has an excuse as to why he has to keep working as hard as he does. I totally understand his situation, but damn, I'm tired of hearing him complain all the time. 
am I wrong for feeling this way? Should I just let him vent or distance myself to save my own mental exhaustion of the repeated issue? He seems to not be able to take charge of himself. How do you be there for a friend without having the answers to their issues, but also trying to not be bothered by the fact that they are constantly complaining? Thanks, Brianna. Well, <clears throat> I feel like I'm usually the one on the other side of this. What? Question. Definitely not. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you do? I mean, I feel like when this has happened to me, I've tried to like, I want to say subtly suggested outlets. I feel like could take sort of not distract them but like refocus their mind when they get to this place of yeah of complaining and like anxiety or frustration or whatever like i don't know let's go biking or it's, I've got some indica. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I usually just try to find ways to um, regularly divert that energy into something that's a little more uh, healthy for the both of us. Um, and I said subtly, it doesn't really have to be. Like, I think. <laughs> I don't, Excellent I mean, point. <laughs> I think that you could just be like, honestly. But you can be completely understanding of what he's going through and, you know, why this is driving him to complain all the time or whatever. While also acknowledging that, like, girl, I got my own mental health to worry about. So let's together find ways to, uh, again, like refocus this energy into something that's productive for both of us and doesn't leave one or both of us from walking away from this conversation more exhausted than we are. Right. I mean, and not even just like more exhausted the one time, but more exhausted every time you talk to him. Every single time. (laughs) Like, we all go through shit. And, you know, friends, one of the point of friends is like having social support when you're going through things. So, yes, but if if the pattern is as consistent as you're saying that it is, then like, I think that's a good idea. Like kind of saying, okay, girl, let, you know, let's go take a walk in the park and, you know, talk about whatever. Like maybe that is maybe like a shift in environment or like doing some activity together can help out with that. Um, <clears throat> I think that's a good idea. And also like maybe, Maybe a part of your issue, Brianna, is that you keep trying to fix it instead of just like letting it be there. Like, I know you said you're open to hearing and you try to provide advice. But how about if you just say that is so true. I'm open to hearing and letting that be Mm. that. How about you don't take it upon yourself to try to find solutions? Because if you if you're constantly (laughs) offering all these different things he could do. And he just always has an excuse for why none of these will work. Then it sounds like what he really wants is to complain and not necessarily to shift things up or do things differently. Or maybe he legitimately cannot shift things up or do things any differently, which means he has to accept that about himself. Like he's got to to accept that about his life. Like, you know, 
Right now, I have to work three jobs to take care of my child. And that just means dating cannot be a priority for me. And so, yeah, I'm lonely, but like, and that's that. Like, that's his process. It, it's not really up to you to fix it. And I think maybe you would be less tired of hearing him complain if you didn't feel like people complaining meant that you had to like take up the cause and try to help them solve the problem. Like, if my friend is bitching about her husband, which please don't try to figure out which friend, because all of them with husbands get tired of them niggas. So <laughs> if if she's like, girl, let me just tell you once more about how this nigga's on my fucking nerves. I'm not going to try to fix this lady's problems with her husband because I'm not married and I'm not married to him. I'm not in their relationship. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and be there like, girl, go. what do he do? No, that dumbass nigga did not. Bitch, she tried it. Like, we can sit there and do that all day long. She gets her feelings out. I'm not over here pretending to be her therapist and everybody's happy. <laughs> like, maybe just, you know, in addition to like switching things up and seeing if maybe y'all just need a, a change of scenery or something like that when you're talking to each other. I think it would help a lot for you to, you know, let go of the idea that advice needs to be dispensed and and see if that doesn't help change um, your level of, like, annoyance with how bad it is. And if you're still like, okay, I'm tired that every day that I talk to you, it is still the exact same thing, then... You know, then maybe have that conversation with him, although I can see how that's uncomfortable (coughs) to be like, so I love you, but you're deeply irritating and I want you to stop talking about your problems. Like, (laughs) Not suggesting that you go at it like that. And in fact, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Can you do y'all have other mutual friends? Can this be like a group chat? Because that might be nice if it's like him venting to the whole group chat and then whoever is available can like chime in and provide support or whatever that way you don't feel like it's all on you but um yeah i think just my immediate takeaway is like stop trying to fix it and just you know let him talk about being lonely and be like yeah that sucks loneliness is is deeply trash and let that be that yeah yeah sometimes you just need to be an ear and a shoulder you don't always have to be like the one that finds the solution like crystal said like that's very true too. Cause I wouldn't want to like I imagine as tired as you are of hearing, you know, complaining all of the time, you still understand this black man is like, you know, working very hard to support a family by himself and all of that other stuff. And so you gotta just try to find a way to shift that energy in a different direction. Yeah. And if you wanna be like quite upfront just about how it affects you too, then you can do that. And hopefully as his friend, as your friend, he will respect that. And y'all can find new ways to communicate about what's bothering you or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Like if it's a text message or something, you can always just reply to it when you have the, the energy or the space to handle it. Like you don't have to jump up and like, immediately always be there for somebody else you do have to take care of yourself first so um good luck to you as you figure out a different perspective our next letter comes from michael who says my guy and i have been exclusively together for over four years our relationship had a rough start but thankfully over time and with a lot of therapy we have developed a really strong bond and overall we have what feels like a great relationship this man is responsible mature okay but he's so great beautiful human being here's the issue (laughs) 
<laughs> Here is the problem. We hardly have sex. I'm talking about once a month, if that, or once every few weeks. And I'm always the one initiating. I have a high sex drive and I often find myself sexually frustrated because he is the complete opposite. He is the strictest bottom on earth. And this has been an issue since the beginning. Over the years, we've had multiple conversations about this. And I've brought up the idea of an open relationship, which he always turns down. He also swears that he is not sleeping with anybody else. And his usual response is, I just don't need sex. I've accepted that we're not on the same page when it comes to sex and we never will be. I should also mention that I'm 30 and he's 45, even though he don't look 45. Have you? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't matter if he looks it. (laughs) Seems like that mattered to you, but okay. (laughs) Have you ever ended a relationship that was overall pretty good, but you just felt like it was best to move on? Do y'all think that this is enough to end a relationship that is pretty dope? I should mention that he gives me head every time I see him and it's great. But there's still a big piece missing for me. Any advice or perspective would be so appreciated. Y'all are awesome. Thanks, Michael. Michael, just break up with the nigga. Um, I don't. If this is clearly something that is going to pose a pop a problem uh in the future. And if you aren't sexually compatible or your needs aren't being met and stuff and you're going to like likely stray or you know fulfill those needs elsewhere or whatever then you can just go ahead and be single um mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like your 45 year old strict bottom boyfriend <laughs> has any interest in like changing his approach to y'all sex life right so i don't know if there's some sort of like middle ground that y'all can meet in i don't even think that like your sex life should just not have you have to even work like that um it's up to you honestly if you feel like this is a nigga that's not worth letting go because you don't have sex enough or whatever then you know, there you are. You have it. But, like, as time goes on, I think it's just going to become harder and harder. And you're going to get more and more frustrated or, like, resentful or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that incompatibility within sex is enough to just separate. Right. It really it's- is. <laughs> that is more than enough of a reason. Like, sex is a big part of most people's <clears throat> romantic relationships and this kind of complete incompatibility, like, if y'all, I mean, there's always, you said that you've been in therapy. I don't know if y'all have been in, like, couples therapy or specifically seen, like, somebody, like, like a gay sex therapist. Um, that's always an option. But if it just comes down, like, ultimately to sex drive, and this has been the case since the beginning of y'all's relationship, like, this is not new, then it may really just be the case that your boyfriend who is 15 years older than you has a different sex drive than you and and that nothing can really change him or change you. Like, you want more of it and he's fine with getting digged down once a month. So I just think, like, this is, I feel for you because it's really hard when you have found somebody and you're like, okay, this is actually, like, a good relationship. Like, this is healthy. I feel like I can talk to you and we're in a good place and, like, 
everything is great except this one problem. It's really hard to let go of that because you just want it to work so bad. You're just like, Lord, I do not want to go back out there into the absolute hellish fuck shit that is dating in 2021. I do not want to go back on the apps. I don't want to be trying to meet new niggas. Like all of that is fucking exhausting. And I completely get it. But trying to force something that don't work is just going to lead to, like if Yuri said, resentment, irritation, breaking up and getting back together because you miss him so much and then breaking up again when you realize, no, this is still not it. And then going back, like, I just think um, maybe the sex therapy thing, like maybe, but truly, yeah. but, but I don't know that anything can fix the lack of desire. Like if one of you has this huge desire for it and the other one is like, eh, I could take it or leave it. And it's super important to one of you, then I just don't know where the middle ground is there. So if he's mm-hmm. down for y'all finding a sex therapist, then, you know, and you just really want to give it one more shot, then I would recommend that. But if he's not even willing to do that, then I would say, I get that you're happy and you really love him and care about him, but this ain't the relationship for you. How long did he say they've been together? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. And they've grown a lot. Like, you know, they had issues in the beginning and they have developed it. Like, it's really it's really crazy when you have put in years with somebody and you see how much better this shit is. You Mm. really don't want to let it go. there. You like, but we worked on everything else. Why we can't work through this? But I mean, unfortunately, that is just unfortunately, that is just how sometimes relationships with human beings go. And there are some things that are irreconcilable. It just don't feel right. Or, you know, we have these places where we differ on these really important issues and nobody is willing or able to change the way they feel about it. So, yeah, if you can, then maybe the sex therapy thing. But my immediate instinct is to tell you to just let this go and you know, um, take all the growth and the things that you have learned and apply that to your next relationship. And maybe next time, you know, since you said this is something that's been going on since the very beginning, maybe in your next relationship or when you're dating again and you notice that the person you're talking to, like y'all are on very different pages about something so important. Maybe you'll nip it in the bud then and be like, I've already been down this road. I already know how it goes. That's not going to change. So let me just say, nice to meet you. Gonna move on to the next and, you know, save yourself some time and some heartbreak. But I get that that's a difficult situation. So, yeah, yeah heart goes out to you. Best of luck to you, Michael. Um, anything else for him before we move on to the last letter? Mm, mm. No, I think we covered the bases. All right. So this last one comes from Patrice, who says, I had a falling out with one of my close friends during the peak of the pandemic last spring. We hadn't been on good terms for a while, and the pandemic brought all of it to a head, and it ended in one big shit show. While I'm happy that the friendship is over because her negative energy brought me down for a long time and she really hurt me in the past, I don't wish her any ill will. However, I'd prefer it if I could just cut her out my life and not constantly be reminded of her presence. That can't happen because we're both in this big group chat with friends of ours from college. We live in New York City, and so do a lot of our mutual friends. And our mutual friends in New York know about what went happened. But the people in the group chat who live on the West Coast don't know about anything that went down because we keep it cordial in the group chat. 
We've even had group FaceTimes before, which have been super awkward for me and given me anxiety because we haven't spoken since we fell out. And I'm always worried about how she'll act. I've made excuses before to get out of these group FaceTimes just because I don't want to see her face. Do y'all think I should tell my West Coast friends about this falling out with my former friend or is it not worth even bringing up? I hate confrontation and I don't like to be the one to bring up drama, so I don't know if it's worth it. But my thinking is that eventually they may have to find out and I also don't know what she'd say to them about it. Please help. Let me know what you would do if you were in my situation. Thanks, Patrice. Um, hmm, what would I do in this situation? I feel like I not exactly have been in this situation, but I definitely have been um, in a position where like there's a group chat or a group of friends and then two of us fall out or like even worse when two people in the in the friend group start dating and then they break up and then everybody has to like <laughs> pick sides or whatever like I have been the one who put all the rest of the friends through that hell so <laughs> what I will tell you that I had to learn and this was like a very difficult pill for me to swallow when I was in my 20s is that like if I was friend, if we were friends before the falling out, then it's really unfair to ask people to choose to be, you know, friends with one of you or the other, unless it was something like egregious, unless it was like, you know, this bitch robbed you or something, then, <laughs> then, okay, we could understand. Right. But like, just, you know, we have personality differences, we clash and we fell out. You can't really expect people to to choose sides in that situation. Um, but I would probably tell my West Coast friends about it just so they wouldn't wonder why I was like sometime me about the group chat. Like, bitch, why you never on like the Zoom parties that we have for each other or whatever? Like, I, I think I would tell them just so they understood why I'm like falling back or being absent in some ways about certain situations. And then I would leave it there. Like, I think it's great that both of y'all are still cordial in the group chat and I think that should be able to you know continue but you also have to take care of yourself at the same time and if you're not comfortable then you just not so I would say something just to avoid the the other friends being like well damn bitch is it me like are you are you stressed mm. out at work like I would say something for that reason yeah I agree <laughs> I definitely think that I would also say something for like literally the same reasons um and also because it just would feel if it's gonna release me of that awkwardness yeah. on these group things then i just don't see why like what the harm would be in that <clears throat> yeah like it's not really like i mean I, I don't know in which way you would present this information if you're gonna be like really cutting when you talk about it because in my mind, it could be as simple as, like, she and I fell out. We do not really do each other right now. So this is kind of awkward for me. Yeah. But I guess we're going to be cordial. So so y'all know. And things don't get weird. And someone else starts telling my side of the story. <laughs> right. I just don't see it right now. And it's fine. But now you know. Because it's Mike's super short show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want you to be experiencing anxiety and like stress every time you're supposed to be doing something fun 
on like a virtual hangout with their friends. Like you deserve to not have anxiety about that situation. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with just saying, Hey, uh, don't (laughs) and also like your friends don't want you to be uncomfortable they don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position like if I found out that you sat here and let me like tag you and shit with this bitch and asking both of y'all questions about the same situation or whatever and like the whole time you don't even fuck with this girl no more I mean as your friend I guess I would get that you didn't want to make it awkward but like I don't want to make it awkward for you I don't want you to be in a position that you feel shitty about so like Tell me so that I can avoid doing that to you. And I can still, you know, let let your friends handle however they going to handle it with her. All you have to do is be honest and advocate for yourself, I think, above all else. Like, you have to, I feel like that's the theme this week, but, like, you have to take care of yourself. You have to think about what is best for you and then, you know, take steps to make sure that that's what happens in your life, so... Yeah. But that's, you know, it's hard when friendships end and it's hard when it's like part of a larger group and oh yeah. You don't want things to be awkward. You don't want it to be like, okay, well who all come in before I <laughs> you know confirm that I'm gonna be there or whatever and you hope that people can just keep it cordial if they have to be around somebody that they don't necessarily like. But then also sometimes it's best to keep hoes separate. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> well yeah so sometimes you know that's the best move uh but you you know patrice i just think a quick separate text to one or two friends on the west coast will probably be enough to get the word spread into everybody else and then you don't have to worry about being stressed or anxious every time you see new messages oh and then if it's not already put that group chat on dnd <laughs> do that make sure you do that i mean all of my yeah. all of my it's like maybe five people in my life whose text messages are not on dnd so mm. everybody else i will see that when i get to it um yeah and good luck figuring it out it's hard but you can do it true oh okay well that is all i've got this week for the letters so send yours to ask the read at gmail.com we'll be right back and it is now time for the read it is i will start because i'm just gonna pass mine okay pass the read like we used to Alrighty. so this letter is titled for black parents who need to take their asses to therapy but won't Oh. Sounds like a really oh great shit! Give me this. <laughs> Inject okay. this into my veins. <laughs> so this letter is, you know, it speaks in sort of a general term, even though it's very clearly personal. <laughs> um, I love it. So it reads, "Dear Crystal and Kid Fury." Uh, This letter is for parents of Black millennial women who have access to therapy and refuse to go. I'm tired of y'all and your sorry-ass excuses. Being the eldest daughters in your homes meant we were responsible for siblings who we did not birth, a home we did not purchase, and other multitudes of responsibilities you just handed off to us and dared us to complain about. Oh no, how dare we complain about a life we never asked you for? How dare we complain about the stresses going on in and outside of the home? How dare we feel overwhelmed because we did not have jobs outside of the home? How dare we say that you, the way you treated us caused us pain that we could not comprehend? 
The daughters who have been neglected and forced to grow up to be everything to be oh, everybody. Leave me alone. Everything to everybody but ourselves are tired. I mean, you can say this about sons too, but I won't do that. <laughs> we are tired of your excuses of doing the best you could. It wasn't your best and you know it. It was the bare minimum. <laughs> you manipulated us where we longed for genuine love and affection. You only offered through acts of service. It was more about what you could get from us and not giving us authentic love. Do you know that's all we wanted? We would have done anything for you to see us as vulnerable <sighs> beings who needed a shoulder to cry on, an ear to hear us, a hug to hold us. Oh, no. Anything without asking us for something in return. I'm going to skip this next part that you posted, ma'am, <laughs> because I just uh, did not care for the angle on antidepressants. We are being parents to our own children oh. while parenting our inner child oh, so we shit. don't repeat the same fucked up behavior. Instead of creating broken adults, we are try trying to raise whole, fully loved children. Now that we're grown, some of you still choose not to see us as your equals. You see us as inferior children who you command to come when you call because family sticks together. Our blood is thicker than water or whatever Negro spiritual proverb you use to wield at your leisure to get what you want. Well, bitch, the blood is clotting and this is Elmer's not glue girl. This is Elmer's not Gorilla Glue. I don't get what that means. You are still quick to demand or manipulate your grown children into giving or doing things for you when all we really need is an understanding mother and or father who has empathy and understanding and the strength to be vulnerable enough to show us that you are more than just who you portray yourself to be on your Facebook memory posts. It's time to grow the fuck up and take your ass to therapy to deal with your trauma and stop projecting your shortcomings on us so that we can have a decent relationship. Stop talking about breaking general generational curses when you're the bringer of trials and tribulations that cause us to wander in the valley and wade in the water. Some of you act like you're too old to change, yet you go to the hairstylist week to week with a different style. You <laughs> Like, just... Okay. <laughs> press play outside the house. Like, just clearly just <laughs> this is very pointed. You make time for what you think is important. You should be using that money to go to therapy at least once in your life to deal with the trauma you passed down to us. I get that they that there may have been a lack of access to therapy at one point, but now there are many ways to go. The Reed offers sales to talk space. <laughs> Use the damn offer code before you end up in Shady Pines. Sincerely, take your ass to therapy. So <sighs> they had a lot to say there. Lots of feelings. Um... Again, I gonna let the daughters have this one because that's the angle of the letter. Um, I know some boys can relate. Also, I I don't consider myself to be my parents' equal. Like we're both adults, you know. We like we're all adults, but I don't personally they are more adults me and my parents <laughs> not that they're more adults they're my fucking they made me like i'm not gonna walk into my parents house and just be like and like put my feet up wherever and stuff like like they're there's just still a certain level of respect that i'm willing to give them as the people that made me if respect is reciprocated to me as a self-sufficient adult right. that deserves respect as such, if that makes sense. It does. Like, if your parent ain't never did shit to you, has never respected you, had nothing to do with you building yourself up 
and making yourself who you are today, then absolutely understand why you feel the same. But that's why I'm saying like this letter is very personal and I'm sure that it is going, it strikes a chord with so many people that uh, heard it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just my two cents on the, the outside of it. But I read this and I was like, oh, <laughs> madam. She said Shady Pines. I mean, I I really understand the frustration here. Like, I really, <laughs> I get it in more ways, you know, in ways that I wish I did not. <laughs> I truly, I sympathize because it's just something about this oldest girl experience. And God, don't let you be the only girl, too. Because these Black families, you are just the junior mother. And that is yeah. just your job. So, I mean, I when we're done recording, I'm going to go look up this email because I want to know <laughs> what you left out. Like, I want to know what she said about antidepressants because I might she might be my read next week for that. But I appreciate. I'll tell you, <laughs> she said, do you know that there's an entire generation on antidepressants and antipsychotics in part because of this? We are not being strong. We are walking around functionally depressed. Oh, OK, that's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. I just, completely disagree and i feel like that's a wide generalization to me yeah but like some people are on meds not because of the way their parents treated them but because they just have mental health issues that were always going to be there regardless right. so but yeah. i think she's again like she's using very general terms but talking about herself <laughs> or yeah. you know talking and about- it doesn't mean that there aren't still like a large number of people that will relate yeah but yeah same honestly so all right. Well, um, thank you for that. Thank you for that word. I um, I'm gonna talk really quickly about Micaiah Bryant because, of course, this happened like 30 minutes after the show came out last week. As these things do, right? And it feels like it was three lifetimes ago. Honestly, like one week ago feels like it was an eternity ago to me right now. But, um. By now, most of you have probably heard about the Micaiah Bryant story, 16-year-old girl in Columbus who was shot four times in the chest um, because she was defending herself against some people who came to her house with the intention of fighting and causing problems. So, of course, the police officers on the scene did not try to de-escalate or handle the situation in any way other than to just immediately kill this girl. And, um, and of course, because she is a black girl, um, a lot of people automatically did not give her the same grace that they would have given somebody else. A lot of people decided to act like Micaiah Bryant somehow deserved what happened to her. And I really hate that I'm going to talk about Dr. Umar briefly because that nigga is an absolute fuck nugget. Oh, God. And he deserves the least in every possible way. Oh, I just... But he was on The Breakfast Club today, Monday, and I did not watch the entire interview. I will not watch the entire interview, but I did see a clip of it that came out where Umar, because even a broke clock is right twice a day, is making some very good points about Micaiah Bryant and how if a white boy who gunned down a bunch of niggas in a church can be taken into custody with an AK-47, you know, alive, then there was absolutely no reason that couldn't have happened here. That is very true. And then, of course, DJ Envy piped up with his dumb ass talking about, I must be a coon because I disagree. And I didn't even watch the rest of it. I was just like, okay, yes. First of all, yes, this is the most self-aware I've ever heard DJ Envy be. Yes, you are a coon. 
But also, like, it, I'm not shocked that so many people are looking for a reason to not be empathetic about the situation. Like, no matter how you feel about any of the other circumstances surrounding it, this is a 16-year-old who had, a, like, a regular-ass kitchen knife. Like, I think it was actually a butter knife. But, like, this could have been handled in a way to where a 16-year-old did not die. Could have and should have. And honestly, every educator, every school administrator, everybody who works in after school programs or mentoring, really anybody who does anything at all with children can tell you that there are a trillion ways to get a fight to stop without taking somebody's life. But when you see our black asses and specifically Micaiah Bryant, I really feel like a big part of it is also like the size and shape of her body where we like to act like fat people or fat children are not still children. They did the same thing, even though I think Mike Brown was technically 18. The fact that Mike Brown was like in a bigger body, people just kind of automatically was like, oh, no, that's a, a threat. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's like, why can't we get the same grace? Why can't we get the same understanding? Why can't we get the same softness and empathy? Why? Why do I have to see so many black people trying to justify what happened to this 16 year old girl? Like, that's the part that's really fucking heartbreaking to me. And I know that some of y'all do that as like a defense mechanism where you just like want to constantly find ways to keep yourself or your family safe. So when you see a story like this, you say, OK, well, what she did wrong was she had a butter knife and she shouldn't have, or a knife, period. And so she shouldn't have had a knife. And if she didn't have a knife, she would have died. But I think if you have paid even one ounce of attention to the news in this country for the past like 200 years, then you would know that it don't really matter if a police officer wants to kill you. They simply will kill your black ass. And it don't matter if you're the perfect victim or not. And I don't I really don't get how y'all can see the way that white people are treated. You can see how they get a completely different consideration than we get and then turn around and blame a 16 year old girl for her own death. It's really fucking disgusting. I mean, I'm not shocked, but it's it's still heartbreaking nonetheless. And I really love that this girl's um, friends and foster sister and other like loved ones came out and talked about what a sweet loving girl she was I love that I've seen so many of her TikToks where she was doing like hairstyles her and hair. dances yeah. and just being a fucking 16 year old girl she's like everybody yeah. else in Gen Z on TikTok like she was doing that same shit she was in foster care like the girl had a life that probably most of you could never even begin to understand and there is no empathy for what happened to her at all. Like, as usual, most of it, if there is, if it exists, most of it is coming from fellow black women. I'm not saying all black men are not doing it. And there are definitely plenty of black women who are pointing out all the different things that this girl was wrong or lived wrong or whatever. Like, y'all are searching, grasping at straws, trying to find a way to villainize this girl for her own death. And it's really fucking disgusting. It's sick. <laughs> Because you just don't you, do it. I mean, or you tr or you try hard, your hardest not to do it in other situations. So what is it about black girls that means we are less worthy of protection? That's the thing. Like, I just, uh, this whole thing is like, it's maddening. It's maddening. It is. I can't continue to say the same fucking thing 
over and over and over and over and over again for my whole ass life. Like all of the blacks before me have not had to do it over and over and over. It's like, come on, bitch. Like y'all know by now that if these were white kids, that the police would not have killed them. Like, you know, we have literally seen countless cases where white people who are far more dangerous Far more dangerous, and some who even have act like attacked police officers, yeah. and they just get tackled to the ground, mm-hmm. and then they cuff them, and then they drive through Chick Fil A and ask them if they want anything, and then maybe they go to jail. So I just it, it I don't understand why we are still adhering to these stupid, antiquated, like stereotypical ways of of looking at this type of shit when like do niggas need to like tattoo these things like the fact what 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 is it gonna (laughs) this needs to be written in the sky like I don't know what the fuck needs to happen. Does fucking Jojo see what I need to like do a spoken word or something for y'all bitches but I don't I just, I'm tired of saying the same thing over and over again, over and over and over again, and seeing more and more black people dying for reasons that they're like, we get killed like Breonna Taylor sleep. Just sleep. Just sleep. Just in her bed, sleep, not bothering, know the fuck body. You know what I'm saying? Police ain't supposed to be there. Just sleep. You know what I mean? And then that's still like, good luck, but do you expect us to give a fuck? We don't care about that. But then in situations like this, oh, mama had a knife and there was no toast present. So guess what? I believe, honey, that that was deadly force. And she got, it was just like. (laughs) Even with Brianna, some people were like, that's what you get for having a boyfriend. And it's like, damn, can we do anything right? (laughs) At what point is it on the police for killing us? Why is it always somehow our fault? Why can't it be, damn, y'all are fucking trained officers. Like, y'all are, this is, you, you should have been able to handle this without killing somebody. Why can't it ever just be that? Why does it always you have to be? You could have, can't, you 1,000% could have handled yes, this without killing somebody. could have. Somebody. That is undeniable. There's no doubt about it. That girl was Four shots in her chest. You didn't even shoot at, like, her leg or something to try to, like, you... Like you, you literally went directly. You were for like, the kill. she has a knife. She's she black. has to I'm die. She has to fucking die. Like, like you killed her because that's what you intended to. No, do. so no why? details on the situation. Not sure if this girl is just gonna kill defending her. herself, defending her family or her home. Not worried about none of that. Just let her die today. Just sixteen years old, and her life means so little to this police officer that you can just take it away, just like that. This is why when they read the guilty verdicts for George Floyd's murderer, one of them, um, I was kind of just frozen. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, prayerfully, this can be something positive for his family and his friends that they can yeah. see that, like, they looked happy. they're holding that person accountable, right? Like... At least there's that. But the man shouldn't be dead. Right. And it shouldn't have 
to have been all of this. Like, that white man looked... You couldn't see his mouth and you could read the shock in his yeah. eyes. But it's like, but you but you, you murdered someone. Right. Like, and we you all murdered saw someone you do it. And we watched you do it. Like, it shouldn't be this confusing. And the fact that it still is for so many people of more than just the white race. Right. Is like, I don't know what to do besides... I don't know, bang my head against something like it's yeah, it's really disheartening and it's really discouraging because it's like I feel like I try so hard to get niggas to understand that, like, if it doesn't include all of us, then it really ultimately doesn't include any of us. This picking and choosing exactly is not the way to liberation. And yet y'all just hold on so tightly to like, oh, I mean, yeah, the police shouldn't have, but you also shouldn't have did this, putting yourself in a fucked up situation. Like, no, point blank, period. The police should not have a license to kill anybody just the fuck because. I actually don't even care if you are breaking the law. Like, if you're not breaking the law by actively murdering somebody else, and even then, they have ways, because they do it all the time with these white murderers, exactly. of taking your ass just, into custody. It is possible they just don't it do it. All of the time, every damn day, all of the time for white people. White people will have a chainsaw at the throat of a white baby. Right. And cops will be like, put it down. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Timothy, it doesn't have to be like this. Think about the, like. And this is you. Meanwhile, a nigga will be going to like get his fucking, the flyer for that week or something out of the mail. And they'll just get gunned down. Yeah. And, and there's still like debate. I, uh, you want us to be crazy. Like, you want us to, like, you want us to all just lose our marbles. And I can't. Like, again, like, even with Derek Choke Bitch or whatever that white man's name is that, you know, hopefully rots. Um, it's like the, the bare minimum doesn't feel like cause of celebration for me, especially right. because I don't even, I can't even look at that as like, oh, well, this is the start of something good. Oh, no. Because Mm-mm. I know, like, yeah, there's a cynicism to me, sure, but I know I've been here long enough. And I know that there will be more. Yeah. Cases like this, there will be more senseless. Uh, murders uh, mm. on black people or the community and white people are going to be like well you got your, your George Floyd what more do you want uh, <laughs> like, we want it for all the rest of them and then we want you to stop murdering us as well yes no that is common sense <laughs> what I'm saying is this is the United States of America and I already know that white folk play that game. Right. Like, okay, so all of you niggers are innocent. Girl, that's not, that's not. We're not guilty I just don't have of it. Like, deserving to be it. murdered. Like, yes, I'm sure some of the black people who have been shot by police were in the middle of committing a crime. I am sure they have. That does not mean they deserve to lose their fucking lives. That's just something that. A four-year-old would be like, yeah, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, like that, yeah. So I just, I can't keep, I can't keep doing, it's, I am already, you know, a snap away on any given Sunday. Yeah. I can't keep doing this shit with white people. I can't. Y'all want to keep playing this game. I already told you bitches when all of your cousins and your fucking inbred sisters went down to the Capitol, I'm going to start smacking y'all hoes. If you keep acting like you don't see the difference. Right. 
Because I'm just out of words. I'm, I'm I don't I don't have any more. I mean, so. and and even though y'all are already bringing up Derek, whoever the fuck is, if this is some like, this is just like the the clear turning point in American history as far as policing is concerned. I would say pump your brakes. We don't even have the fucking sentence yet for this bitch. He doesn't even get sentenced until mid June, and we have seen sentencing come back on some bullshit quite often for police officers who are found guilty of murdering somebody at work. So like you can, you can be happy that he was actually found guilty because that is a shock. I think that is the first time that happened in Minnesota state history. So yes, I'm glad you were found guilty, but let the judge turn around and give him six and a half months in jail. And then what? Let the judge turn around and give him whatever the bare fucking minimum is. And then this man gets out and moves to another town in Minnesota and joins their police force. Right. Or writes a book and and makes a million fucking dollars. And the whole while, like, while we were hearing about the outcome of this trial, another police officer was killing a black girl. That's what I'm saying. So what we want is for y'all to stop killing us. Just stop killing us. I'm really tired. It's like I'm, I'm I feel weary in my bones like I have been doing this for centuries. Please just let us live the same way you let white people live. That's it. I'm t- I'm just so fucking tired of this country and the bullshit they put us through. The stress does not end. Being black is lit. Like I'm I I can't. Like I'm not uh like I'm I I can't continue with I I can't. Yeah. Like, we find the joy where we can because it's overwhelming to really sit with how fucked up it is for us here. I'm just not going to be like driven off the edge by this. Yeah. It's too like it. I, y'all got it. I can't. I don't have words for anybody anymore. Yeah. But I have working fists. <sighs> All right. Let us fucking live. And on that note. That will wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at thisistheread. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Um, let's see. Well, I feel like, don't we have an announcement this week? Do you have one? I feel like... Um, I, I don't know why I feel like we do have one. I feel like there's something. I don't know what. Very. Oh, don't forget um, that you can subscribe to Stitcher Premium and listen to the show ad free on Stitcher. So uh, go check them out. And yeah, I mean, Alex didn't send us a text message, so it must not be that important. (laughs) R.I.P. Shock G. R.I.P. Black Rob. Um, Oh, my God. Both of those. See what I mean about the past week being three lifetimes? Like. Yeah. So much shit like, has gone down, man. Um and yeah, I don't think I have like a fun zinger <laughs> for the end here. And that's fine. That is fine. Um, Black but people. cut the dreads off, white people. Please stop it. Like go back to fucking Paul McCartney Beatles bowl haircut. Do something that your ancestors did. Mm-hmm. And and leave ours out of it. Yes, black people Watch take some white person put like a Viking dreads in yourself. their mentions or some dumb shit. And that I will just delete my Twitter. Like, and I will tell you that that bitch also looked stupid. Yes, Leaf or Ingmar, <laughs> <Not> or <whatever>. Leaf. <laughs> 
whoever the fuck is. Yes. Oh my god. All of your white ancestors that dreaded their hair also looked a fool. Stop doing it. And also, Drake and Tyler Lefley don't look alike. Stop lying. God doesn't like it. I'm finished. All right. Well, drink your water, Negroes, and take care of yourselves. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>